dear friends. Today we're going to look at the legal logistics of a Jewish legal proceeding, uh, which give, will give us a small glimpse into the injustices act, enacted against our Lord from a legal standpoint. And this will help us to see the sorrow that filled our, our Lord's heart at his own people violating the basic standards of justice. And here the Lehman brothers simply quote for us from two main texts, one the Old Testament and secondly the the well-known Jewish text uh, called the Mishnah, and they give more than ample references in, in their text to these points. But uh, for us, and I just want to begin with going through an outline of the basic standards for a Jewish procedure. And as I mentioned, then have in the back of your mind uh, your own knowledge of what took place at the, the trial of our Lord, and it will be able to give you a little glimpse into uh, the injustice and, and think of the, uh, the sorrow which fills our Lord's heart at this time. So firstly, as regards the uh, day and the hour on which uh, the holding of a court was forbidden, under the penalty of nullification of the judgments pronounced. Firstly, the court must not be held on a Sabbath or any holy day. The court was not to assemble even on the day preceding the Sabbath or on a feast day. The trial of an important case is not to be continued during the night, and no session of the court could take place before the offering of the morning sacrifice. As regards the hearing of the witnesses, the witnesses had to be two in number, the witnesses had to give their testimony separately and always in the presence of the accused. Before testifying, the witnesses needed to promise conscientiously to tell the truth. The judges required to carefully weigh the testimony of each witnesses when necessary and no testimony was valid unless the witnesses all agreed on the same fact in all of its details. And the false witnesses or false witness were to suffer the penalty to which they sought the condemned person whom they had calumniated. As regards the examination of the accused person, the expressions used by the judge towards the accused person are to be humane and kind or even fatherly. The accused was not to be condemned on his own confession or testimony. As regards the judgment, when the trial of a criminal case is to terminate in the sentence of death, it cannot be concluded the same day on which it had begun, but the judges must defer till the next day the voting and the passing of the sentence. On the night intervening, the judges, having retired uh, to their houses, are to re reconsider minutely uh, the details of the evidence of the crime, weighing with sincerity uh, of conscience the proofs adduced against the accused and the arguments made in his defence. In order to secure a more careful deliberation, the judges are under obligation to abstain from during the night uh, from heavy food, wine and intoxicating beverages and from anything that would have a tendency to incapacitate them uh, for correctly thinking. On their return uh, the next day to the Hall of Justice, each judge in his turn uh, votes for or against the accused. The Lehman brothers at this point conclude with this statement. But were these rules of procedure scrupulously adhered to in the trial of Jesus? This is the important question that remains to be considered. We have proved indisputably that the members of this body had resolved beforehand to pass judgment uh, of sentence of death upon Jesus. We shall now proceed to demonstrate the fact that throughout the public trial of Jesus that all the forms of ordinances which we have mentioned were wantonly violated and trodden underfoot and that actions of the Sanhedrin in the condemnation of Jesus of Nazareth 
were devoid, as it were, of even the semblance of justice or legality, and it was nothing less than an assassination. And so we can say, and we can understand why, in light of these points, that uh, the, the the early church fathers were very clear uh, not to excuse the Jewish leaders from the guilt of the death of our Lord. And and this this is because, as the as we just pointed out, they certainly understood that our Lord was Himself given uh, very little, even basic legal. Uh, basic justice due to anyone even from that standpoint alone and yet yet uh, we can say uh, uh, truly our lord's words on calvary were for these for these men forgive them father for they know not what they do christ's prayer was one of mercy for they truly didn't understand the depth of the blindness for they had be become so perverse that they didn't even see literally the truth that stood in their midst and so we can say the same is the case with many of our uh, church leaders uh, today. And we, we traditional Catholics are not excluded from this, as we can say realistically, many of us are not much better than our religious or secular contemporaries. Just look at the way that we sometimes are quick to assume a pharisaical attitude to anyone who perhaps doesn't meet our standard of what we would call holiness or need ideas say anyone that doesn't meet our way of seeing or, or doing things uh, the pharisees could uh, do what they did because they used their religious perception to blind them and fill their hearts with self-righteousness rather than give them a lower estimation of themselves and a greater love for their neighbor truly dear jesus Forgive us, for we do not what we do.